Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And let's be heard. The final gun has sounded. Now it's your turn to hear and be heard. The Huskers are headed to the locker room, and we're ready to give you all the postgame info and opinion. It's Big Red Overreaction, the first live postgame show featuring the most important voice of all, you the Husker fan. Big Red Overreaction is sponsored by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill, and by Equitable Bank. Also by Burton. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. Get on the line now at 402-951-1620 and sound off on Big Red Overreaction, live on 1620 The Zone and 1019 The Keg. This is Big Red Overreaction. Connor Happer and Robbie Lula with you this evening as Nebraska achieves a Big Ten road win for the first time since December of 2020. They also achieve a one-score win for the first time since that same date, December 20th, 2020, at Rutgers. They've won their first Big Ten road game by, or they've won their first Big Ten game by less than a score uh since the uh since October of 2019 the Northwestern game and Nebraska wins it tonight 14 to 13 it was ugly but it was a comeback win on the road and winning ugly is something that this program is uh not very used to uh say it however you want to say it but Nebraska is in sole possession of first place in the Big 10 West here on this Friday night Robbie Lula Hell yeah. Um. <laughs> what an entry. What an entry. What an entry. Amazing start to the show. Um, yeah, Hell I mean, yeah. Listen, this was going to be an ugly game. This That's just how Rutgers plays football. And to me, this was a really big test of Nebraska's physicality, of their mental toughness, of a lot of those things that Nebraska has struggled with over the course of the last four-plus years. Yep. Um, and they struggled within the first half, right? They struggled. Uh, they had the block punt. They gave up a touchdown immediately on the opening drive. Really struggled offensively. A lot of things that we had seen them struggle with in terms of matching teams' physicality, matching their toughness, we saw in the first half. But, but, but they played two halves, and everything that. We had people seen, are saying this is a four quarter, this is a fourth quarter team. People are saying for the this. last two weeks it has been huh? right. I mean, everything that we saw in the last four plus years and in the first half today that Nebraska wasn't good at, they corrected at halftime and were able to continue to get stops against Rutgers. They got a couple key interceptions to kind of turn the tide of the game. And well, I think the biggest difference with this team right now, Ravi, is. You know, Nebraska's going to be in a lot of these games. You, we've talked about the Big Ten West and the Big Ten in general, and especially yeah. this last two against Indiana even, Indiana and Rutgers, even though they're against Big Ten East teams. This this conference, this division, is about not screwing up. 
It always has been, and it's going to continue to be. Yeah. And the big reason why Nebraska's find, them, find themselves at the bottom of this division over the last couple of years is because they've lost games like they that. They constantly screw up. They've lost games exactly like that nonstop at an incredible clip for well, basically the last four years. And they allowed Rutgers to screw up tonight. Well, they we made their own mistakes. We saw this this per, the play perfectly, right? The the short pass to, I think it was Vokalek, on third and 17. Yep. Whatever it was, Nebraska's going to have to punt. It's like a three-yard pass, and then boom. Threw him out of bounds. Threw him out of bounds, slammed him out of bounds. Personal foul, automatic first down, and that was basically the ball game. Rutgers made that mistake, and the game was over. And then they called a timeout with the clock stop. Which didn't for, make a whole hell of a lot of sense either. For some reason. But, yeah, so you had a couple. You had some mental errors from the coaching staff, which we have seen here recently uh, in Nebraska history. The coaching staff maybe made a mistake there with the extra timeout. The players made a mistake with the unnecessary penalty in a really, really bad spot. Yep. Some untimely turnovers. That first interception, Rutgers was driving. Yep. They were in Nebraska territory. It looked like they might score. And I mean, if they kick another field goal there, how good do you feel about Nebraska's ability to come back? Not great, right? Nope. That interception was huge. So Rutgers did all of the things that we've seen Nebraska do to lose games over the last four years. Yep, they uh, they checked the box of, of ball control and clock management in the last couple minutes of the game. They did a really good job with that yes. piece of it, um, and they allowed Rutgers to shoot themselves in the foot. That gun has been in the hands of Nebraska a lot yes. over the last four years, and they uh, they threw it over to the other sideline tonight. It's, uh, it's big right overreaction on 1620 The Zone and 101.9 The Keg. We'll be here for a while. This evening on a Friday night, if you're driving home from a high school game, or maybe you're driving to another high school game, as that West Side went West Side game moved from West Side to Papio South. Weird, weird situation there. Yeah. Um. You know, we're we're here for you guys tonight. Nebraska wins fourteen to thirteen. We'll we'll pick it all apart. There's obviously some things that that didn't go so well, but the bottom line is Nebraska is two and one in the Big Ten, and they welcome or they head to Purdue, um, in a longer week this week. Also. Two and one with Mickey Joseph as their head coach. Two and one with Mickey Joseph and two and zero oh in the Big Ten. This is the yeah. first time Nebraska has had a head coach with a winning record since Mike Riley. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's a good pull there. Is that right? That's, I mean, that's, I, I think that's, that's right. That's yeah. got to be accurate, right? I believe that's right. I don't know how long Mike. I don't know how long Mike had one either. He would have briefly been above five hundred in his third year. Okay, because they were because they in in you're talking about in sixteen. Yeah, in his last year with the program, he would have been briefly above five hundred. Oh, you're talking okay in seventeen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Yep. Well, there's that too. Uh, big red <laughs> overreaction on sixteen twenty. The zone and one hundred one nine. The keg is brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. We're here for you guys. 402-951-1620 is how you get in touch with the show. You can also tweet at us, at Connor Happer, at Ravi Lula, at R-A Lula. Sorry. Yep. Uh, he's Ravi Lula on Twitter. You've heard a lot of them today. Um, let's head to the phones. Right off the bat here, we have Brian on the line. Hey, Brian, you're on Big Red Overreaction. Go ahead. Hey, how are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Excellent. Uh, I, I love the show. Uh I knew this was going to be an ugly game. We all did, I think, in our hearts. Um, glad Nebraska got the win. My only question is, who needs to get in the uh, coordinator's ear about the last five minutes of the game? We took our foot off the gas, and it was ours to lose. You know, we were only up by one point. 
And if it wasn't for a fortunate penalty, we would have kicked the ball back. And if they could have gotten field goal range, we would have been in the same position we've been in for the last four years. Yeah, but it's, it's sad to see, but. Brian, I don't know, man. I disagree, I, yeah. I, I, I liked how they managed that clock, and especially with the way their defense was playing. And um, th- This is an offense that's pretty boom or bust, and you were going to have to hit a big one, and I just don't know if you want to rely on that. Like I, I was fine with the way they handled it. In fact, I, I was you know really happy with the way they handled it. Well, especially considering if you look at what the Rutgers offense had done, they had the touchdown on the first drive, they got a field goal with an incredibly short field with the blocked punt, Outside of that, they really only had one drive the entire game that was doing anything and nothing in the second half. I was I was really okay with them playing it conservative late to try and run clock. Uh, chance, do we have Mickey up yet? Or as I think they just went live for that. If we want to, if we want to take it, I just saw it pop up on Twitter. But we'll uh, we'll get a hold on that. Here we go. Um, you guys keep calling in. Line them up. Four zero two nine five one sixteen twenty. Here's Mickey Joseph. You know, we had to settle. We had to settle it down and, and get things together. But we struggled on offense the first half. How much were you worried about uh, Casey's health? Casey's tough. I can tell you, Casey's gonna play. If Casey can get that ball out of his hand, he's gonna play. Casey's been. Casey was raised by Charles Thompson, a, a, a grown man. You remember he came in Nebraska and did us in a couple of times. So Casey's tough. Casey's gonna be to take hits and get up. How, how sweet was it to see the, the players just celebrate like that? to get the reward of a good second half. Yes, I, like I told told the defense, you know, two weeks in a row that they, you know, shut, shut somebody out the second half, I think, you know. But so um, it's it, you're happy for them. You're happy for them. Like I said, they've been, they've been beat up for a long time. But now they're feeling, they're feeling the, the pressure of, that they know how to win. And like I said, they prepared themselves during the week. They got themselves ready to work. We only had one one week, of, one day, of where we put pads on and we hit. We hit one day, everything else was helmets and spiders, but they 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 played to the full quarter and they were the most physical team. Is, what's Quentin's status, and then how? I mean, what can you say about Malcolm and Brandon, the way they played the second? Half? Well, you know what? Next man up. Next man up. We talked to him about that. If you if you're a backup, you got to prepare like you're a starter. So you take your hat off to Bam and you take your hat off to Malcolm. You know, because Malcolm started, but he he struggled, and we we took him out for a couple a couple of um, plays. But Q, I'm gonna have to talk to Mark and see, you know, what's the instead of um, Q's injury. He's a little banged up. I think it was a groin. I think it was a groin, so that's why he, he was out. Well, no, we 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 figured we still had it. We had it was a two score game. And we know we knew we had to play four quarters. We we knew coming in we knew coming in here that this team was gonna play tough. We knew it, but we had to make them play four quarters. So we second half we was really confident that we can come back and win the game. Can you talk about the belief that the, the guys have now? Do you feel like that now because of how important this one was, this could change the outlook that they have on them? Well, I think we take one game at a time with them. Our goal was to be one and zero this weekend. And now we want to know, so we don't want two straight. But uh, but I'll tell you this: I think they they starting to believe and they starting to see it though. You remember now they hadn't they hadn't did this. They had this is this is kind of strange for them. But you see that they 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 playing hard, they playing fast, and they're not giving up. And it, listen, I called them in the fourth quarter again. It was no doubt eyes. No, it was no doubt in their eyes that they was going to win the game. And it was the same way at halftime. They knew they knew they was going to win the game if they keep fighting. We said it was going to be a street fight, but we said the type of street fight we're in is no rounds, is no time. It's just let's keep swinging, let's keep swinging. Don't look at the scoreboard, and at the end, you'll come out on top. Hey, Mickey, Miles Farmer, he had some ups 
about that sequence where he gets that big play and then you turn around and go for the end zone. Yes, Miles. Miles made a big play. You know, you know, Miles struggled the first couple of weeks. You know, and he struggled with the first couple of weeks. You know, with with this scheme. But I stayed on Miles. I called Miles into my office. I stayed on Miles because I know Miles is a good player. I know Miles is a really good player. So, and we need his leadership out there. So I stayed on him, and, and, and Fish stayed on him, Billy stayed on him, and he showed up. He showed up today with a big play. And Nikki, how big was that sequence where Blaze Gunnarsson stopped a touchdown on the block punt and your defense held up for a field goal to keep that 10 down? No, that was big. That was big on Blaze's part. You know, he, he stopped, you know, he saved us four points. Just in that moment, you get down 14 nothing. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to do 14 on you down 13. But listen, that was a great play by Blaze. I, I know you trust Coach Whippler to kind of run the offense and mm -hmm. run the plays. Was there a moment in there where you you said, are you passing it too much? Or, you know, that fourth down where you guys went empty? Were there any moments like that in the second half? No. I'm going to let Whipple call his game. I mean, Whipple's a veteran. You know, he, he, he's been doing this a long time. And, and what you what you don't do, you, you don't question guys – you know, because he had to get him back on track. So I had to let Whipple call his game. I just, I had to do it. That fourth and one that Sam was talking about, what went into that decision, that first in the third quarter that you guys didn't have as an empty set. Mm -hmm. Can you just explain what uh, Whipple was talking about, why he called that play? Because we thought we was getting the coverage that, that you know, we, that for that play. We thought we was going to get that coverage, and we did. It just didn't execute it. Yeah, we, yes, Trey. We we knew Trey was going to be able to run by these corners, and we knew the safety was going to was going to um, check down on on the seam route. So it was a really good route by Trey. And you know, one thing Trey can do when he sees it, he can go get it. And he made a great catch. I got to talk to Mark about. It. I just he just told me Luke was out and he had to come in and get X-ray. So I got to talk to Mark and see what's going. Next man up. I mean, what I'm what, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna play with ten. No, you, you, if, if you're a backup or if you're a third guy, you got to get yourself prepared to play because you're only one play away from getting in the game. And those kids understand that because we got we got to put them in there. You know, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. You know, I'm not. But the next guy's got to get in there. I mean, this is big boy football. We got to we got to put the next guy in, and, and he's on scholarship just like Luke's on scholarship. So he had to get in, he had to go in the game, and I expect him to, to execute what he, the, um, the game plan. How important is it to get a win when you're not playing in the, in the prettiest type of way? I mean, it's a it's a great win because you know we haven't had many. You know, we don't want two straight. We don't want, you know we want a road game. So this is this is big. This is good for the kids and good for the coaches. Like I said, this thing's bigger than me, but it's it's those coaches and those players that that's really you know that's digging it in. Since they were slowing you guys down on offense, we struggled in the first half. They did. Yeah, but yeah, but I but yeah, they slowed us down. But you know, Rutgers is a good defense. They they you know until last week, you know until the week Ohio State they was top in the country. So they got some. They got a really good defense. Shiano is a good defensive-minded coach. So you know, we it was it was a chess match tonight. Oh, I mean, first place is when you end the season, not now. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's fake first place. <laughs> 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 Thank you guys. Thanks.
And there you go. Nebraska's in fake first place. Listen, that's I'll take fake first better place. Better than fake last place. <laughs> fake first like place. Like Wisconsin. Real <laughs> first place. Real last place. Yeah, whatever. It's first place right now. We'll see what happens tomorrow. All right. Big Red Overreaction is brought to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Connor Happer, Robbie Lula with you. Uh, we have we have callers lined up. Uh, Tim, George, Bruce, John. Uh, hang on. We'll be back after this. want to discuss Nebraska's 14-13 win over Rutgers with more Big Red Overreaction on 1620 The Zone and 101.9 The Keg. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.